Shalom Aleichem to everybody, welcome back. As we approach the Yom Tov of Shuas, just a few days away, I'd like to discuss a number of questions, issues relating to Yom Tov Shechal Yos B'Motzei Shabbos. Shvus, of course, falls out of Motzei Shabbos, which we refer to as a three-day Yom Tov. This is not an uncommon occurrence at all. It's not uncommon for Shvus specifically to fall out on a Motzei Shabbos, and certainly we are familiar that throughout the course of the Yom Tov seasons, uh, it's not terribly uncommon at all for Yom Tov to fall out of Motzei Shabbos and therefore begs us to understand some of the practical applications of transitioning from Shabbos to Yom Tif, proper ways to approach this situation and various different scenarios surrounding it. This podcast will differ a bit from our other podcasts where we will less source directly the issues that come up in an effort to make this podcast as clear as possible uh, to touch on a number of issues that are going to affect each and every single one of us as we approach uh, Shavuos, Shabbos, Be'ezus Hashem, Yisbarach. The most prominent issue to really uh, be aware of, of course, when transitioning from Shabbos to Yom Tov, when Yom Tov is on Motzei Shabbos, are issues relating to Hachana preparation. Of course, to prepare from Shabbos to Chol, to prepare from Shabbos to Yom Tov, to prepare from Yom Tov to Shabbos, to prepare from Yom Tov Rishon to Yom Tov Sheni is Asr. You're prohibited from preparing from day one to day two, prohibited from preparing from Shabbos to Yom Tov and the like, depending on the scenario, situation, it's only an issue relating to Tirka, but nonetheless, one is prohibited from preparing, in this circumstance, from Shabbos to Yom Tov. There are several applications where this plays itself out this coming Shabbos and Hashem. Number one, one can't set up the Yom Tov candles on Shabbos to prepare, to have them ready to go to light them on Yom Tov. You can't cook, of course, on Shabbos for Yom Tov. You can't even set up the table Shabbos afternoon, so you're prepared for the Motzei Shabbos, or what we would call the first Suda of Shavuos. All of those are Isurim relating to Chana. Of course, you can't cook. That's an Isidiraisa on Shabbos. But even warming up food or arranging food, defrosting food, uh, putting food out uh, to reheat, etc., are all prohibited. Of course, if any heating is necessary for somebody to eat something Shabbos afternoon or for children to eat, uh, that would certainly be permitted. Um, but nonetheless, any preparation should not happen on Shabbos for Yom Tov until it is Yom Tov. So when is Yom Tov? Of course, that depends on the Zman that you're following. The shul follows 45 minutes, but some people wait 60 minutes, 72 minutes, and even beyond. But whatever the time of Tseis Shabbos is, that is exactly the time that one is permitted to start doing Yom Tov um, activities as a Sashem on Motzi Shabbos. A particularly pertinent item uh, is sleeping. And of course, Motzi Shabbos, many Yisraelis to stay up, Motzi Shabbos, to learn Torah, all Leil Shavuos. And of course, the greatest thing and the greatest scenario that we have is when uh, Shavuos falls out of Motzi Shabbos, you have a whole Shabbos to rest up, to take it easy, to prepare, to stay up all Motzi Shabbos. The Ramah writes in Shulchan Archsim and Reish Tzadi Sif Aleph, if somebody rests and is accustomed to sleeping on Shabbos afternoon, don't, don't stop doing so. That, that's okay. That's a good thing. It's a right thing. Shabbos should be a day of Yom Menucha, Menucha, Vesimcha, or Laihudim. However, the Magin Ram points out, commenting on that Ramah, quoting the Sefer Chasidim, Lo Yomer B'Shabbos Nishon Kedei Lasos Malachtein A person shouldn't say, you know what, I'm going to sleep Shabbos afternoon in 
in order that I'll be ready to work on Motzei Shabbos. I'll be able to make rounds in the hospital. I'll be able to uh, write my thesis. I'll be able to study for my test. That you can't do because that's an Iser Hachana. I'm Bepeh articulating that I'm sleeping on Shabbos Dafka in order to be alert, awake, and to do whatever it is that I have to do on Motzei Shabbos. So in this context, of course, one should not say, I'm going to take a nap on Shabbos in order that I could stay awake all uh, night of Shavuos on Motzei Shabbos. That you can't do. A person should instead do what it says in the Magen of Ram, in the Ramah, that I'm sleeping because, look how Shabbos, it's Onek Shabbos, I'm, I'm going to go take a nap, I'm going to rest, I'm going to take it easy. I'm, uh, ki Shabbos I'm, I'm resting because today is Shabbos. That's the Lashon of the Sefer Chasim. So one certainly should be careful not to say I'm going to sleep on Shabbos afternoon in order that I should be able to be alert, awake, and to stay up on Motzei Shabbos. Another related issue regards the changing clothing. There are different Bigadim, there's Big Day Shabbos, Big Day Yom Tov, indeed, the Shulchan Aruch says in Simatov Kuf Chavtes, the Big Day Yom Tov are even more special, even more unique than Big Day Shabbos. So, a person may want to change, and certainly if it's a hot day, as it is in Shuas in the summertime, you may want to change uh, on Shabbos in order to have a different set of clothing, a different suit for Yom Tov. So, the Maril writes in Hilcha Shuas that you can't do that. And he writes that for the following reason, based upon a different minig, which certainly existed in the times of the Rishonim, that they would change the parochas for Yom Tov. There'd be a Yom Tov parochas, a Chol parochas, and a Shabbos parochas. So says the Maria, Parsim parochas Yom Tov lefnei Aaron Kodesh b'Motzei Shabbos. Indeed, you're permitted, says the Maria, to place the parochas of Yom Tov on the Aaron Kodesh on Motzei Shabbos, but only on Motzei Shabbos. You can't do it on Shabbos proper. So therefore, you see clearly that you can't set up or be mechen or to do any preparation on Shabbos for Yom Tov and the facts on the ground and the case and the scenario in the times the Rishonim as the Maril pens is that won't be prohibited from changing the parochas on Shabbos for Yom Tov. The Mekor Chaim Bachach writes in his Kitzur Halachos that the same thing is true based upon this to clothing. Pshitas Ulevishas Malbushim V'chein Klei Kodesh Nagu Heter Ben Mincha Lamarv You could do it between Minchamarv, meaning as Shabbos is ebbing away, there's a heter says the Chavas Yar to do that. However, our custom, our Chasholchan writes, is that we don't like to do that either. And therefore, really, if you would like to put on Yom Tov clothing, you have two options. Either wait until Yom Tov begins, or like what the Stiper did, and the Chazanish says as well, is that he already would wear Yom Tov clothing before Shabbos. So if you're Makbit to have special Yom Tov clothing, you shouldn't change on Shabbos and put them on on Yom Tov, in, on Shabbos, in in order to be prepared for Yom Tov, but instead, what you can do is put them on before Shabbos or to put them on in Yom Tov proper. If a person wants to put them on in the afternoon because you feel good or you want to wear that clothing, that, that would certainly be okay. And Dieter Moshe Feinstein writes that if a parent wants to put pajamas on their children on Shabbos in order that they should be ready to go to bed Motzei Shabbos, that's permitted because there's an element of simcha, certainly on the part of the parents that their kids are in pajamas, but the kids also, there's a benefit at the moment to putting those pajamas on and wearing them on Shabbos. So the same thing would be true if a person is benefiting from wearing Yom Tov clothing on Shabbos. We wouldn't consider that to be preparing, but rather you are wearing Yom Tov clothing on Shabbos, which would be okay. Similarly, the Gabayim should be aware that setting up the Sefer Torah on Shabbos for Yom Tov, or rolling the Sefer Torah uh, on Shabbos to be prepared for the Yom Tov, um, Kriya Satara would not be appropriate, and that again should also be done on Yom Tov proper after Tzeis Shabbos. When it comes to Shabbos proper, of course, there's a Chiyab 
the same thing is true on uh, Shabbos, which is an Erev Yom Tov. However, the only thing that the Ramah does point out, again, it's Simon Tov Kuf Chavtas, is that the Sudas Shlishas, the third meal, ideally should be had before Mincha Ketana. Mincha Ketana is nine hours after the day, and therefore an hour uh, season based upon the Shavuos Manios for Shavuos Tavshin Pei Beis, that would be 525. So ideally, one should commence one's Sudas Shlishas, one's third meal, prior to 525. That means you should wash prior to 525. The reason for this is because the Mishnah Bura explains that you want to eat your Sudas Yom Tov, the evening Suda, on Motzi Shabbos, the first Yom Tov meal, really excited and to have, have be full. But if you're having Shalashudas at the time that you ordinarily do, as Shabbos ebbs away, how are you going to be able to eat the Yom Tov meal on Motzi Shabbos? And therefore, that is the Psak of the Ramah, that of course there's a Chi of a requirement to have Shalash Sudas, the third meal, but nonetheless make sure to have it before or to commence it beginning before Minchiktan. You could continue eating and complete and conclude your Suda after 525, but ideally it should be begin before that. The Be'er Lacha in Simit Tav Kuf Chavtas says, really, you should begin a half an hour before Mincha Ketana, which would be 4.55. That's the Psak of the Be'er Halacha. And of course, you could continue eating. And this is all true for Hamotzi and Mizonos. If somebody wants that Peros and Yurakos, Shahakol, Ha'etz, Adam, and the like, that one could continue doing uh, throughout the course of Shabbos. And the truth is, if one is unable to begin Shalashuras before 4.55 or before 5.25, it would also be okay in order to fulfill the mitzvah of Shalash Sudos, even to do so later, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, etc., you should eat a little bit less, uh, and that's why the Ramah encourages one to begin the Suda before 525 in order to have a proper Shalash Sudos, but one should not miss Shalash Sudos because you missed the 525 buzzer, one should have Shalash Sudos, but be smart, be careful, um, and don't eat too much so that you're satisfied, satiated, and won't be able to eat the Motzei Shabbos, the first Yom Tov Suda. Another important point, as we um, transition from Shabbos to Yom Tov, especially for women who may not be in shul, but if somebody can't be in shul on Motzei Shabbos, is that prior to doing any work, work that is permitted to be done on Yom Tov, one must recite the words, Hamavdil ben Kodesh Lakodesh, he who sanctifies between holy and holy. That creates a uh, absolute separation between Shabbos and Yom Tov. So after the Zman of Tzeis Shabbos, one should recite those four words, Hamavdil ben Kodesh Lakodesh, he who separates between holy and holy. And that gives one the license to start to do Malach at that point, once the time has passed. And once you say Hamavdil ben Kodesh Kodesh, when we we're permitted to start setting up the candles to light when we're permitted to start warming up the food, cooking food, setting up the table, uh, certainly to change in one's clothes, to uh, set up the Sefer Torah, um, and all of those things would be permitted. Of course, if somebody's in shul and is reciting the classic Shemon Esrei in shul, um, that's not no gay because by the time you got home, so of course it's to say Shabbos, um, but a woman who is home and somebody who's setting up the meal uh, and preparing the home to be ready for Yantif should not do any work until he or she says those words, those important words, Hamavdul Be Kodesh, Lekodesh, the Mishnah makes this point very emphatically and very clearly, and this is something as well to be very cautious and mindful of. Another unique feature of the 
Shabbos, uh, which leads to Yom Tov, Yom Tov Shechalios B'Motzei Shabbos, is the famous long Kiddush, uh, the Kiddush which is referred to as Yak Nahaz. Yak Nahaz are the abbreviations, the Rosh Hashanah for Yayin, Kiddush Ner Havdal Zman. It's a five-part um, Kiddush and Havdalah combo. It's a Machlokis Rishonim, Achronim, a debate in the Poskim. Is the Yak Nahaz really Kiddush with an addendum of Havdalah, or is it really Havdalah with an addendum of Kiddush? It seems to Merch in the post, and that really we consider it to be a kiddush for all intents purposes. It's a classical kiddush of Yom Tov, including uh, Havdalah and Ner. Uh, but nonetheless, one has to make sure to recite the words in the entire Yaknaz. Of course, it's, it's found in the bench or sitter, uh, and be careful to say it in the proper order. First, the Yain, the Brachabar Pigafin, then the classical kiddush, Ner, the Bar Meharaish, Havdalah, Hamavdu Mikodosh, Kodosh, and Zman. Shlomo Zalman posits that if somebody accidentally says Hamavdu bin Kodosh, Lachol, Instead of saying Hamavdu ben Kodesh lekodesh, one is required to go back. That's being Mishanim imatbeah shetavu chachamim. You're changing the nusach, the language of the bracha, because we're going from Kodesh to Kodesh, from sanctity to sanctity. Shabbos is holy and Yom Tov is holy, and therefore you're segueing from Kodesh to Kodesh and not Kodesh to Kodesh. And therefore you would have to go back and recite it again. There is a famous machlokas that stems back to the Rishon and the Poskim. Most notably today, we refer to it as a machlokas between Moshe Feinstein and Shlomo Zalman Orbach, and that's regarding the nair, how to handle the nair, the flame that is used, Motzi Shabbos, of course, the halacha is, Paskin and Shulchan Aruch, based upon the Gemara Mesachas Brachos, the nair, the candle of Dala, has to be an avuka, has to be a flame. That's a combination of many wicks. How would one do and handle that situation when it is Yantif? How do you put two candles together? If you put two candles together, the concern is when you separate the two candles, you're creating a situation of kibui, of extinguishing, separating, or the, the wicks will begin to uh, melt away. And that also is a gram kibui issue. You're causing kibui to happen. And therefore, for that reason, Rabbi Shlomo Zalman Arbach took the position that the best thing to do is just any two candles that are adjacent to each other, you make the brach of bore me'orah, and in this situation, when Yom Tov falls out of Motzei Shabbos, there is no requirement of avuka, and the concern of creating an avuka, such a torch, such a flame, is that you're going to create the situation of kibui, of extinguishing, and therefore that should not be done. Moshe Feinstein, on the other hand, paskins in a tshuva, that you can do so, since it's Lutzorach Yom Tov, it's Lutzorach Motzei Shabbos, it's considered to be a heter of ochel nefesh, and be permitted to do that. It's not a problem of kibui, it's not a problem of gram kibui, nara unara Day, there are poskim on either side of the fence on this machlokas. person should continue doing what they have done throughout their life and what they have seen. Uh, or a person can choose one of those two positions. Um, you know, I, I typically advise to follow the Psaqab Shlomo Zalman Orbach in this circumstance because it does get tricky and confusing and we don't want there to be any extinguishing and therefore as long as you have two candles that are together meaning any of the nearest yamtav one would be able to make the bracha of Bore Meore Eish. Of course there is no besamim on Motze uh, Shabbos that is uh, Yom Tov. Uh, Tosos explains the reason for that is because Besamim, the uh, incense and the fragrance that we use on Motze Shabbos is, is used in order to revive our soul and Hashem Yisrael which has left us on Motze Shabbos. However, when you go from Motze Shabbos to Yom Tov, you're not losing an Hashem Yisrael because you're about to eat a meal. You're having Yom Tov and Simchas Yom Tov and therefore since there's no loss of the Hashem Yisrael, there is no need for Besamim at all. Furthermore, Shlomo Zalman Paskins 
in his Sefer Shmir Shabbos Kilchasad that if one has the custom on a classical Avdala to spill out the wine as a simon of Kosi Revaya an overflowing of wine is a simon bracha for a house that's not something that should be done in Yak Nahaz because that's being Mivaza Yomtov that's a Motzei Shabbos thing that's preparing for the work week that one should be have Shefa Bracha Hatzlacha Parnasa and therefore since we are not working on a Sunday in this context in Chutzlar it's Sunday and Monday one should not spill out the wine as one ordinarily does at Havdalah, but rather one should just fulfill the halachas of Yak Nahaz, Yain, Kiddush, Ner, Havdalah, and Zman. So, of course, this is a very long Kiddush, a complicated Kiddush, so make sure that uh, one uses a Machsar, a Siddur, it's found in any of the classical Siddur and Machsarim, and should be recited properly, of course, with Kavana, a very unique circumstance and situation that doesn't always come up, so we should certainly take advantage of it. Of course, recognizing um, the Kedushas Shabbos and the Kedushas Yom Tov, that a Kedush Baruch creates a special Kedusha in two certain ways. There's the Kedusha Shabbos, which is Kedusha, which is Kedusha It's always there. It's like Shemitah, Shabbos Lashem. It's a constant. A Jew doesn't have to do anything. Shabbos is an automatic. Yom Tov, on the other hand, is the Kedusha of Mekadesh Yisrael, the Hazmanim. We execute, we create that Kedusha. So Yom Tov and Shabbos have two different aspects to it. Yom Tov is something that we create, and therefore it's Mekadesh Yisrael, the Hazmanim. We're Mekadesh Lachodesh. We create Yantav, we bring the Kedusha down. That's why there's a mitzvah of Aliyah Leregel on Yantav because we create that Kedusha. On the other hand, Shabbos is automatic. We accept Kedusha Shabbos. That's why there's Kabbalah Shabbos. We wait, we anticipate, we greet Melech, Malchem, Lachem on Shabbos. And there's no mitzvah of Aliyah Leregel on Shabbos. There are inverses. Shabbos we accept, we greet the king. Yantav, we go to greet the king. And therefore, these two Kedushas come simultaneously together in a situation where Yantav, Chal, Bemotze, Shabbos is a unique opportunity, not only to rest and be prepared, and to prepare for the Yom Tov of Shuas of Kabbalah Satorah with a little bit of extra energy, a little bit of extra time, and it's a unique opportunity to take advantage of Shabbos. Of course, as we noted, one shouldn't say that I'm preparing on Shabbos uh, for Yom Tov, but nonetheless, to recognize the Matana that we've been given to have an extra day, 25 hours of Shabbos, to sink in and prepare that final day, Yom HaChamishim, as we count toward the 49th day of the Omer, to accept the Torah new, to be able to be zocha to a din, a din tov on our Kabbalah Satara, Bez Hashem Rizbarach, wishing everybody a wonderful Shabbos, a beautiful Yamtev, Mirza Hashem Shibane Beis Amikdash, from Hervi Amenu, good Shabbos, good Yamtev.